0: Hearken, thine ears to the tune of the cast. We cast
1: pods all day for the glory.
0: Season dose. <laughs> so, uh, what, what? Groomed her pet leviathan. Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Salty Dogs Podcast. I have to be. The SDP and the ICT. Teddy Roosevelt. Hear ye, hear ye. While we cast all of our pods upon you. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the Salty Dogs podcast. We're so grateful for all of our listeners. We're so grateful for all of the emails and the messages that we get about how you've been challenged or encouraged or lifted up just by listening to our podcast. That's so much more than we ever thought would happen by just sitting down at a table and having conversations about things that we're passionate about and things that we're struggling through ourselves. And so it's been so wonderful. Casey and I are so grateful for you continuing to listen. I want to let you know that we have some goals for the podcast. A few things that we want to try and do is one, at some point in time, we want to try and do some live streamed podcasts. And with that, we want to try and allow for call ins. And so. With all of that comes the acquisition of gear that's going to help us do these things. And so we have some gear goals, hashtag gear goals. Uh, we also want to upgrade some of our mics to broadcast quality. And there's just a few things that we want to do to maybe help take this thing to another level, not just with quality, but also with content and the way that we give you that content. And so if you feel led at all. If you would like to help support the Salty Dogs Podcast financially, you have the opportunity at Patreon.com. So you can check out Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash salty dogs podcast. And we've set up a Patreon account. We just did this here in the last week or so. And so check that out. Read the description, read what our goals are, and then check out the options of how you can give even as little as a dollar a month. And then we also have a tier for $5 a month. And then Anybody can give whatever they want to help support the podcast financially. In no way, shape, or form do we ever want to charge for the Salty Dogs podcast. But we do have some goals, and if you'd like to see some some new kinds of content, some new ways to consume that content come out, well, then maybe you would consider helping us reach our goal. And so I want to thank you for even considering. If you like the podcast, certainly go like us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can sign up for our newsletter at Salty Dogs Podcast podcast.com you can leave us an email there as well and also consider leaving an itunes review it really helps get the word out about the podcast again we're so grateful for our listeners thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of our hearts salty dogs podcast oh, you know what time it is salty dogs podcast. on this day
1: may 30th 2018 the year of our lord
0: <laughs> i saw i saw the lord seated on the throne yeah there he is. And the train of his robe filled the podcast I mean, room. I just filling, filling the room. What's going on, man? Nothing much. I'm ready to distribute some pile drivers under the Lord. Are you ready to backflip Gainer right into this I mean, topic? jackknife. Jackknife. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. it's going to be good. <laughs> Casey, good to see you, my friend. Hey, man, it's
1: good to see you. It's good to be here. Yeah. I love amidst this. Amidst trial I love this whole thing. and adversity, but Ami- that's okay.
0: Amidst trial and adversity. I want to tell you
1: something about perseverance.
0: Tell me about it. It produces perspiration. This episode brought to you by Degree. (laughs) Antiperspirant. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: anyways. So, uh, here we
1: are, joined by two of our guests. Drum roll, please, for this one. One of my favorite people, young Jeff Jewett. Young. Pastor Jeff Jewett. Yeah. Forgot to put the title on there
0: You guys know Jeff. Jeff, this is uh, episode three for you episode four? No, four or five. Four? No way. I don't know. One, two, I don't even remember.
2: Yeah,
0: I don't Were know. you on twice last season? There's seasons. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what
1: the Lord said about seasons.
0: Ecclesiastes, there's seasons right. for everything. So, yeah. so there's seasons there's in our season. podcast. It's yeah, biblical. Yeah. You know, that yeah. whole model. Yeah, we try to follow the Bible. The way, <laughs> the way we market our podcast is biblical. Biblical, I just wanna, yeah. yeah. So we take time off. We rest <laughs> yeah
1: it's my shabbat bro that's right we have I, podcasts, we take our shabbat we take
0: podcast shabbat <laughs> where we, we go hard in the paint and then we uh i mean you really gotta, ride the bench for a little bro when
1: you're really just getting after you, you really gotta
0: casting pods bro it'll do it to you
1: you know just really gotta take some rest <sighs> mm-hmm. yep not lift anything for
0: a while yep so you you can throw your back out casting speaking pods, of heavy lifting speaking of
1: heavy lifting we got Chris Cerna.
0: What does Heavy and Chris Cerna
1: have yeah, to do with anything? I
3: don't know what you're. Worried. You please finish. Please finish your sentence. But, I mean, you're strong. Oh, no, you okay. Mean? That's that's nice.
1: Like well, I'm geez, talking, Samson, strong dude. Where are that the pillars. Is, give me, give us man hair. some pillars. Somebody
3: minus the hair. <laughs> Good to be back on. This is episode four for me. Dang, <laughs>
0: really, fourth episode. Mm-hmm. Man, we need to branch out. We don't have any other friends. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He's really, this fan. is the best you could come up with. If
0: uh, you find yourself in the Wichita, Kansas uh, metropolitan area yeah, in the next couple of months, hit you us got, up and you got be a guest pastor the and
3: Jason's nephew.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how it's going. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check out some of our episodes from season one with Jeff Jewett and Chris Erna. Chris Erna was also moderator on episode one and two of season two. And, Tis uh, truth. He he I, he he needs to to take his rightful seat at the table. Yeah. eventually, but you know. He's, yeah, he's got a, you know,
1: got a long list of things.
0: I'm still waiting for the Lord to say, "Christopher, cast thy pods." Yeah, cast them I'm often.
3: Wait. I'm waiting when he says go, I'll go. Ca- cast
0: thy pods oft,
3: Often.
0: <laughs> often. Yep. All right, good stuff. Yes. So, not really. With, without further ado, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we get it, Jeff.
2: <laughs> Jeff, remind us who you are, and where you're from, what you do. I'm um, from Derby, pastor. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, I'm sure giving it the college try. <coughs>
3: <laughs> the good old one-two. Yep. <laughs> the college right. try. The old college Here, try.
0: Here's a fun fact for our listeners and for probably you at the table. I think I was like number nine or 11 in high school, something like that. And then when I went to college. At what? Well, just in the class. Like in, in the class yeah, of like 430-some oh, people. I did, yeah, oh, Yeah. Wow. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. Whatever, I'm not bragging. I, it, I was like 400. Be, good. Out of yeah. 430. Out of 430. Yeah, I was <laughs> like but, 400 but, out of 200. But the, ne- <laughs> the, next, the next part of this story is, is where it's the interesting fact. I actually got a .89 GPA my first semester in college. Is that bad? So that kind of college try, Jeff. Is this your? <laughs> no, <laughs> not.
2: I, I hopefully
3: better than that. Okay, okay, yeah.
0: all right, yeah. good. And then Chris Serna, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do?
3: I, uh, Chris Serna, I am a pastor down in Derby as well with good old Jeff. Ooh, maybe we can get a rumble going on. Mm, a rumble of hugs.
0: <laughs> a love, a uh, hug. Whoa, no, not a love rumble. <laughs> <laughs> a hug rumble.
3: Let's let's talk about holy things. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. A hug, yeah. rumble.
0: Yeah, yeah really, was, just West Side Story. Sounds yeah. better than playing Nightcrawlers. But that's an inside joke. Yep, we're moving on. All right. So um, this episode, Chris Cerna actually came up with the, the topic. So do you want oh. to tell us what the topic is?
3: Oh, don't put me don't Uh-oh. put me on the uh, the hot seat like this. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we've titled this the idolatry of the Sunday morning service. Correct me if that is out of order.
1: No correction necessary, but uh, please, listeners, uh, don't
3: turn us off. <laughs> <laughs> so that is our topic for the day, the idolatry of the Sunday gathering. I think we use the word gathering. You so know it like, would be
0: interesting is to see if we could figure out the analytics of when people actually drop out of the podcast. Yeah, and if statements like don't turn the radio off actually cause people to turn the radio off. They probably do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know.
1: When you tell somebody to not do something, they, they, typically they do. do it. Yeah. It's okay. called a rebellion. I don't know. It's in the Bible. So, so,
3: so,
0: so listen to this podcast all the way through. So, Wait.
3: so with, don't listen. Don't. That's right. Don't yes, right. listen. Yeah. So, you know, with dropping the word idolatry, that's a that's a pretty heavy word. Yeah. And I think even even uh, you know, when talking about it, of the the service gathering, the the, the Sunday morning gathering, Sunday evening gathering, whenever you meet, um, I thought it could be good to bring some clarity and read the definition of idolatry, and uh, it is simply this: the worship of a physical object as a god, mm-hmm. and so that that definition that definition brings some. Some heaviness. There's some weight to that, and so uh, a heavy ri- lifting. Heavy lifting. Yes, I told you. There you go. It, it all ties in. You, you must have seen my notes. No, it's prophecy. Uh, we'll go with that.
0: <laughs> and uh, I'm just glad that's the way it tied in. Otherwise, he might have felt really offended.
3: I would have. I would have cried. Yep. And, go ahead, Jason.
0: Well, I was just going to lead more into the topic. So, the idolatry of the Sunday morning gathering. So, just to be clear, we're looking at this from two points of view because uh, at the table you have, well. Four men who love the Lord and who are in ministry of some sort, but also mm-hmm. then three men who are in some sort of vocational-esque ministry leading gatherings. Okay, we get right. it. Okay, okay. so I anyways. Sorry, I get yeah. it. Yeah, Casey, you're... Okay, that's weird. I know, no, it, that. Keeps, it keeps... doing floppy. It
1: keeps... <laughs> you have a... F- <laughs> I have a floppy mic. Mic, what's it called? It, it's a flaccid pop, pop filter. filter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... Sorry, <laughs> Jeff put his hands up in the air. We can, we can, we're not going to cut that out. We don't do that here. Anyway, <laughs> cut it out. Okay, so this just got really cheesy. <clears throat>
3: so there's three, three of us in, in. Yeah, three of
0: us in ministry, and then uh, so Jeff, have you ever planted a church, or did you just stepped into leading churches? Yeah,
2: stepped into stepped into leading into existing, existing churches. Into existing, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And then Chris, you've. Stepped into existing churches, and then you've helped plant a church as well, yes. right? Yeah, hey, yeah I so helped
3: plant, plant helped. a church too, bro. And then you did. You did help plant there a church. Go.
0: Casey has relevance at the mm-hmm. table. See, there it is. We there just had is. the mind for it a little bit. It's just not on the surface. And then Jason, we have
3: you one. doing the same.
0: Right. So I don't even know if I would consider myself a church planner at this point, but it held the title for a while and then started something from the ground up. And uh, yeah, certainly within this entire idea, put some sort of emphasis a major emphasis on a Sunday morning gathering so two perspectives one perspective as a leader slash church planter pastoring expecting people to come into a building to a place for uh, building a service and getting people in a room and we know that there's more than you know there's more to that than just getting people in a room but the other perspective is people who attend gatherings and then that's the thing they do on Sunday mornings and for for this purpose specifically, sometimes that's all they do concerning their faith is go to a Sunday morning gathering, right? So Correct. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so to set the stage— You've been prefaced. You've been prefaced. Um, to set the stage, I'm going to read some scripture. And so it's interesting because I've had this conversation multiple times with people about, you know, we look at the book of Acts and we say— well, let's just look at the book of Acts and that's the kind of church that we want to have, which is (laughs) Jeff is smiling right now. I love it. He's, he's just getting it all ready. And so people will say, well, this is the kind of church that we want to have. Um, and I think there's validity in some of that, but let me just set this up. So it's interesting that in, you know, Acts chapter one, we see, um, or excuse me, in Acts chapter two, we see Peter give this message, 3,000 people come to Christ. Pentecost had just happened, so the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit comes, and there's tongues and, and this craziness that goes on. Jeff, I know you just preached on some of this, so it's mm-hmm. fresh in your brain. Yep. Um, so then the Holy Spirit infills 3,000 plus people, mm-hmm. and then in this next in this next. Part of Scripture, well, starting in forty-one, it, well, I'll just read it. it. Says, "So those who accepted his message were baptized, and that day about three thousand people were added to them, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to the prayers. Then fear came over everyone, and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property, and distributed the proceeds to all as anyone had a need." Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with a joyful and humble attitude, praising God and having favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. So we have this descriptive text that tells us what the attributes of the early church were after their. I mean, essentially is the birth of the church, Pentecost and then um all these people come to know the lord and then there's a natural outflow of what takes place within this group of people after they believe in jesus after they're filled with the holy spirit it's a natural outflow and so i would say this isn't necessarily prescriptive as it is descriptive if you've ever used those terms yeah. before Ooh. so it's not it's not that we look at that and strategize to achieve that right, right. but
1: because, th- behold, the this, Lord does a new thing, man. Right. You know? And
0: so this gets into our topic. And so having read that and considering our topic, the idolatry of the Sunday morning gathering, what, what,
2: do, you, what do you guys have to say about this? Let's start with Sunday morning. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Right. For the Lord set aside six days that you may work. And on the seventh day, on the seventh day, well, that's Saturday. So let's start with Sunday um we've got to remember that the Sunday gathering is a remembrance of the resurrection, mm. and that's our starting point um If we start with Sunday morning as the sacramental act in and of itself, we're coming at scripture completely backwards um that explain begins, that a little bit, yeah, that begins the idolatry because um because the reality is is somewhere in the resurrection. Um, in Jesus appearing to the disciples, somehow in that first century, in that apostolic age, the disciples thought it was a good idea to break one of the most fundamental commands, which was, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, and start worshiping as one of their primary acts on Sunday, the first day of the week. Um, And so if we start at that point and we sacramentalize Sunday as... This is what God Himself has ordained. Right, we're going to miss the story. The story is not. This is where we start. The story is. This is what has happened, and this is what we've become. Mm-hmm. Um, when we when we come at it completely backwards like that, um, what we're doing is missing the fact that. Something profound has happened in the church, and we start thinking the difference between prescriptive and descriptive. Right. We start thinking that the Sunday gathering is the institutionalized form of God, and it is not. Hmm. Ouch. <laughs> I, it, as it's coming out of my mouth, it it's not sounding out of my mouth the way it sounds in my head. Okay, um, so I'm I'm hoping that's clear. Maybe in the questions, it will be clear clarified.
0: Yeah, great. So, um, what? So, Christopher, you chose this topic. So, how do you feel like maybe we've missed the fullness of the intention? Of the gathering in the grand scheme of Christian life, because if we look at Acts two forty-two through forty-seven, which we which we just did, and then specifically looking at verse forty-six, it says, "Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple complex and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and humble attitude." And so, even in this description, it seemed like the body of Christ was functioning on a daily basis. But now in Western culture, we have this, It this, do you go to church? Yeah, I go to this church. Where do you guys meet? Okay, what time is your service? And that's just kind of the natural order of question. And so we know that church is a facet, and you'll talk a little bit about that, of this entire thing. So then how maybe how have we missed it, and, and what do you think the fullness of it should look like?
3: <clears throat> so So, you know, originally I think when, when I threw this topic out, I think, like any good topic and any good sermon uh, that that the Lord puts on your heart, there is a bit of conviction that comes with it. I think, uh, in, in in the sense of what the Lord is teaching you and revealing in your own heart, right? And uh, and and so, you know, we've started a church in in Derby, um, Living Water Church, and um, when we set out on this venture, we really had to ask ourselves, wh- why are we doing this? You know, wh- what are, what is the point? Of this, and and even again on on Sunday mornings too, you know what are we trying to accomplish in our gatherings? You know because there's there's kind of some well, duh, we're going to do it to to you know to share the gospel and and to make disciples and and to baptize and and to do all these things. And I think that those are those are the the givens, and they're supposed to be that way. But if you don't set out intentionally on that path, you could wind up in a place. Accomplishing something that you never intended to accomplish, which is uh, maybe catering to uh, the consumeristic Christian life. Uh,
0: So, is it possible to build a gathering and not build the body of Christ?
3: Absolutely, absolutely. I would say so. I I think so. That's what
0: you're talking about. Like maybe you've you've set out to create something, but then you've missed it because the purpose is something else.
3: I think I've been a part of of. I've been a part of and put my stamp of approval on on being in ministry at places to where, or, or even in my own personal life, we'll just talk about me as a Christ follower to where I've watered down the the act of following christ if if and we're, i'm going to use the analogy that that you and me have been kicking around and know you wanted to use it but i'm going to use it but if if the christian life is is a diamond okay uh, a diamond has many facets it's not just a flat surface it's not just all about the sunday gathering and so there are many aspects to that um, and i think one of the issues is that i know at certain times in my life i've said you know what a Sunday gathering can accomplish everything. It can accomplish uh, evangelism. You know, we can we can we can accomplish evangelism, and we can preach the gospel. Yet we can teach uh, new believers all in the same you know sermon, and we can do deep theological teaching, and we can also have this element of discipleship, and then singing and worshiping, uh, or worshiping through singing. But then we can also have, and so just trying to accomplish all of these things, and and taking these things that I would imagine were happening when. The, the the believers were meeting daily this wasn't all trying to happen they weren't trying to cram this into one day this was their life and this it was lifestyle it was you know it, I mean? it was happening across uh, the seven day period in, in in the full week and Jeff you had said something uh, off air that that I thought was really interesting and, and this may be a good time to chime in on it or I think maybe you and Casey were talking about it but this idea of um not just of 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 this being something that spans out across not just one day. It's not just a one day thing. This is a this is a lifestyle that we're that we're talking about. Being Christ followers. Being Christ followers. Right. Yes. right. Well,
1: when you and I think also um, we got to look at this from a from a from a standpoint of control. I think that uh, when we can pack all that stuff into one day, it gives us a certain element of control in our personal lives, and also I guess for the shepherd, it also gives a certain element of of control as well. But when you look, like we said, lifestyle, man. I mean, that's, I think that's the key word. Uh, it, it eliminates not eliminates completely, but <clears throat> I think it's a substitute for people, you know, so when you go there and you, you have all these multiple facets of, oh, well, I'm getting in with, you know, I'm getting some discipleship on, I'm getting my, my worship in, I'm getting my, my, you know, teaching. If someone's got a prophetic word, hopefully something, you know, get some prophecy, man, we'll yeah. get some evangelism going. And so I think it becomes a substitute for us to, to, uh, like I said, an element of control to where we have a certain level of control, like as to what we can do pertaining to the work, and I think that we can we can focus like we've been talking about so much on the Sunday gathering that we miss the 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 natural flow, right? So the connection to Christ creates a flow that distributes out from us every day of the week, and I've said this many times, and I will say it again. Uh, you know, I just it's a, it's astounding why we <clears throat> why we the, the flock is dispersed. All six days of the week, the flock comes together for one day, and then you wonder why wolves are picking off the sheep and the flock You know the flock is strongest when it's together, you know, and so uh we've and this goes back to what we were talking about before, too, which is in our culture westernized culture and and especially here in America uh that <clears throat> we have made our entire, you know, capitalism and all these things that we have been inundated with for a long time, uh, we've made it about the individual rather than community, right? Yeah. And so before, before Westernized culture, like look at the Indians, look at, I mean, all throughout civilizations, they, they, it was a tribe, right? It was a, it was a community. It was, and community was very highly regarded. It was everything, right? It was helping raising each other's kids. It was, it was, it was, you know, uh, distri- or producing food for
0: the community. Right. It was, it well, was
1: all these things time- into, it. but now what we've done is we've made it about the individual, right? right? And so it's an individualized thing
0: because try because tribally there are roles to be fulfilled by each individual member of the entire tribe, so that each individual part contributes to the whole of the welfare and the health of right the, which of is the
1: what, tribe. which is what we were talking about in tree biology as well remember that episode where uh every branch is part of the same tree but they're separate from the tree although they're part of the same entity but they all produce to give back to this to, to the overall organism right you know. and so i think that we've missed that and i think that community should be happening the way it's not as a prescription here but you should you should be seeing this type of community i should be seeing on some my, level my bro- yeah, on some yeah. Level. i should be around my brothers Sisters, Mm -hmm. I should be kicking it. We should be, uh, you know, busting out some fat meals, man, and some fat chills. I'm talking about busting a fat chill all the time with your brothers and sisters, man. I mean, that's just the way that the natural outflowing. Some
0: church planner is going to pick up on that, and he's going to tell his uh, congregation this Sunday. Yeah, so we're starting this new program called Fat Chills and Fat Meals. And, and so, basically, and we're going to have fellowship dinners, but this is what we're going to call it because fat chills, and, and we're and meals. we're
1: going to do what Jesus did, man. We're going to my my favorite descriptive word of him was he was reclined at the table, dude. You know, and we don't recline ever, man. We just we're always doing, and then we're always looking forward to that one day of rest when you should be resting right in in his
3: rest all, all the, the time. time, all the time. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, I I think let's not let's not. Weaponize this. I hope no one misses our heart in this, and know that it's not. This is not a pointing fingers thing as much as it is. No, it's asking questions. At least I can, I can, I can own you know part of this in my life, and I think that that the church being good intentioned, trying to keep up with and play a role in the busyness of of. Society and community said, "Hey, That's we got an, we got an idea. Let's or, or maybe we can we can try to get all of this." And so I, I don't think I think it was good intentioned. It, it's let's make this a place where we can get all of this and then break out. And unfortunately, I think that what happens, you know, you look at the quality of, of a fast food place when you go to get a burger. You know, it's it's not quite the same when you when you slow when you slow cook it on a, on a grill as opposed to throwing it into you know the microwave or, or the cooking it real. However they cook burgers. You yeah, have the cook burgers. I'm not a burger scientist. I I don't know. Yeah.
0: So let me so let me present something. <laughs> a bur- you're not a burger scientist. I'm not. Is that a real well, thing? Yeah. You can get your degree at Divine University. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so I want to make a statement, and then we can play off of this. So um, this will take us a little bit more into the to the route of just kind of like the you know the everyday Christian. So I remember when I was in high school. And, uh, I just come to know the Lord. I was like, reading my Bible I was praying. I was going to youth group I was doing all these things. And so I remember going to, to a Sunday morning gathering, a service, going to church and then coming home and feeling like a million bucks. I was just like, gosh, I feel so great. This is awesome. I love going to church on Sundays. And I remember talking to one of my buddies at school who was also a Christian and, uh, he was a little more charismatic however you everyone to take that. But, um, it was different from what I grew up with. And so I remember telling them this. I was like, man, I just feel so good on Sundays. Like, you know, we worship, I hear the word, I feel so close to the Lord. I said, I wish I could feel this every day. And in that immaturity, I didn't understand the daily Christian life. Right. I thought that the gathering was my with source of life. Yeah. Right. I thought that the gathering was my tree of life or my relationship with Christ so that if I wasn't there in this environment with this worship and this mm-hmm. word and and all this, that it, it was I had to wait till next week to feel full again. Yeah. And that was flawed thinking. And I wonder how prevalent that is in other people now and well, if that's even a thing or not.
1: Yeah. And I and uh, man, I get edified on Sunday. Every morning, yeah. you know what I mean? And so, but but that's an expression of people like Jeff using their giftings, right? right. Which is scriptural, using the giftings for the, the edifying of the body. So there's no question that you get edified, you know what I mean? I just, <clears throat> like you're saying, it should be a, a facet of everyday life. Well, how can, you, how can you be edified every single day if you're not in constant contact or community with people that are using their giftings and are activated, you know? Or with the Lord. Exactly. Well, See, I on- think
2: there's... <sighs> We've been talking about the Sunday gathering, and we want—we know—we all know—we want more than the gathering, and we've used the word community, um, but that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about the difference between gathering and community, um, and community doesn't stop at the gathering point, though the gathering point is necessary yeah. to the community. And right. um, and so that's I the. The, the idea of idolatry of Sunday morning is then Sunday morning becomes the arrival point. It's the destination. But the community should treat it not just as a destination. It is part of that. We, we get to that point. Sometimes we drag ourselves into that <laughs> moment. Um, but it's also a sending point. It yes. needs to be yes. both. Um, because the community aspect, as we said, needs to extend beyond that. Right. Now, here's the question I'm wondering as we're talking about this. This sounds great. I'm thinking about it in terms of practical life. Um, so we talk about this as a pastor. I'm saying, well, see, I need to be more invested in my people, um, you know, on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, but we're missing the idea of community is body. Um, scripture says that the church is the body of Christ. So there is a multifaceted, the diamond, right? There is a multifaceted approach that teaches us how to, how to function hmm. in community. Um, I wonder, as I've been listening to this, I wonder if what we're describing, obviously we crave at some extent. So to some extent... Even those of us that are pastoring vocationally are saying, okay, this is not present where we are. Um, so we're craving this. My question is, is let's say instantly we could create these communal environments, the, the fulfilled lives that we're longing for, all of this stuff. Um, <laughs> I wonder... I wonder how people would see that as different than a communal society in modernity, right? It, it begins to sound a little cultish, like yeah. we we are
3: a bunch of weirdos. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Um,
2: and and that's my fear is we move the idolatry of Sunday morning into an idolatry of the gathering beyond Sunday morning. Community is not extended gathering. Right. Does that make sense? It does make yes. sense. <clears throat> um, we're not just protracting the gathering throughout the week because that's right. what a a cultic commune is. We're yeah. just going to stay gathered all, all the, time. the time. That's yeah. good stuff. Um, that's not the point. The body is meant to accomplish something. Right. Um, serving each other, of course, yes. um, mm-hmm. but also serving the world. So
0: I think this, this topic kind of blends in a little bit with uh, our episode uh, three, I think it was, which was the purpose of the church. Is that right? Right. Yeah, I think that was the one. Um, So, yeah, it it begs the question then, what is the ultimate purpose Mm -hmm. of coming together as Christians? Like, so we've, yeah, we figured out or we've, actually, I think we've inherited this go to church on Sunday morning thing. And, And so the way that I knew growing up to essentially seek God was to put myself in a community of faith, which we called church, which met on Sunday morning, sometimes Sunday night and then Wednesday nights. And so it was about getting into this place in this room so that you might learn something or gain something that was then going to be transformational to your life or whatever it may be. And so I guess I just, I wonder what is, what is the fullness? And, and so, you know, one of the things we talked about was like being a prophetic voice. And that just means communicating the heart and the mind of God um, for his people, his understanding, his, his heart and his intentions and his purposes for all things. And so understanding that in the fullness. So then if we said, okay, Lord, we've missed it concerning gathering and community. What is your desire for the fullness of this? If we were actually to see that happen, Mm. what would that look like, and what's the intention? What's the purpose? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who has all the answers? Somebody tell me. Yeah, I got. What's that, Lord? Answers.com.
3: I'm I'm gonna upset you because I'm going to. I don't know if this completely answers your question because I am. I'm want to backtrack to something that you just said Uh, you've brought up that's fine okay you've brought back up your your past twice and and the first time that you said you know when you were a kid you know you you had this desire to to go to be in the service because it it felt like this is where you needed to be you know and you described how you would talk to your friends say man it just feels good when i go there and so the imagery i had when you were describing that and then again in my mind was when you look at idolatry what you've done is you've made something else a imitation of god at least in the form of the christian life and so <clears throat> the the imagery that i had was was is it possible that we've we've tr- created an environment that is trying to replicate that of being the holy of holies yeah. with you know in in the tabernacle of we're trying to to create this place of of deep intimacy mm-hmm. okay and and mm-hmm. it is it is there is good in the gathering but if the believer has sought that to be the source of intimacy right. then then we've missed it because man I can tell you there are so many the times
0: the only source of intimacy yes
3: the only source of intimacy, intimacy so where I've I've got this good feeling and man you can feel the spirit moving but but that's the spirit of God that's not the spirit of the of the gathering and so I think that's important to to not miss. And so this idea of the holy of holies, right. and you hear this when you when we hear believers. You know, I've heard some of my friends and people that I lead that I pastor say, "Man, I'm I'm so excited to go to church and hashtag best church ever." you know, all of these things, and and it's all about this thing and not about Jesus and and the
1: promotion the promotion of of a of a of a, <clears throat> of a I guess a expression of the body rather than the promotion of of the lord and man i think this kind of ties into we are the temple of the lord right right? and so we have that access literally all the time that we should be how we are the housing for that kind of that spirit and we should be able to therefore in some in some meditative contemplative way, you know, we should be able to access the Holy of Holies inside of us because that's where He dwells. I mean, that's His word. That was Jesus's word, bro. I'm going to send the Spirit. You know, I'm going to ask the Father, and we're going to come and we're going to make our abode in You, right? So mm-hmm. when we, say, oh, I'm going to go. Where are you going to? Oh, I'm going to the house of the Lord today, bro. Like the house of the Lord, we are the house of the Lord. Not only that, but we are being, we are all collectively being built into yes. the house of the Lord, right? right? So when we say that the church uh, come to church, honestly, I think that's kind of heresy. You know what I mean? Like come to church. I am the church. We are the church. You know, the entire, exp- the every believer across all the
0: the world is yeah, the church. So, so, so Jeff, I, I I think I'm I'm not picking on you. I you're a wise man. You're a very wise man. <clears throat> I see it. I see it in your gray hairs. Just kidding. None. Yeah, you
1: even, definitely, none. you definitely, had you been living back then, you definitely would have been the one bringing frankincense, bro. I'm serious.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I'll, so, ha- I'll handle the goals. Jeff, man, I know you have a heart for people. We joke right. about it sometimes. I'm like, yeah. you know, you love people. You're like, some of them. Okay. Um,
2: but w- I, I love the people. Even, so, I even love the people I don't love.
0: Amen because Christ in you loves them right. so you exactly. don't have to right yeah. so yeah it's good so you're off the hook <laughs> just <laughs> kidding, people um JK and 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 I want you to answer this too and you can obviously just say well his answer is my answer too but you know you you pastor you pastor a gathering or you pastor a church, excuse me, pastor a, a body of believers, but they come to a Sunday morning thing, but you also, they do other things. And same with you guys. You, you started a, started a, a church, quote unquote, whatever you want that to mean. Um, and now you're moving into trying to find a place to gather for Sunday mornings. So taking this back to the question of what is God's heart and the intention, and the purpose of, of who we are and what we're doing. So beyond gathering, we're extending community and mission. So what do
2: you want for the person that walks through the doors yeah of your church into your gathering on a Sunday morning? Right. Um, I think of two things specifically. Number one, um, before we started, we prayed, right? (laughs) It's a good idea. We prayed. And, um, while, while Jason was praying, uh, he mentioned a verse in Ephesians as part of his prayer. You can always tell someone who prays because they breathe scripture. Um, so I appreciate that you, that that's evidence of your prayer life. Um, but, uh, in that scripture, he said he said something about how we are seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Um, but there's another important part to that verse: we are seated with Christ in Him, in the heavenly right. places, not just with Him, but in, in Him. him. Yep. Uh, so the fir- one of the first things I want them to understand is the in Him aspect. Is participating in His body, which is the church. So when we are when we are gathered and in community, true community with other Christians, that's where we experience the fullness of the body of Christ. Um, so that again in Ephesians, so this idea of submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now we become a community that serves each other we submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So our way of serving Christ is by serving, serving his each body. Other. Yeah. Yes. And so I want people as they come into the gathering to get that. Um, we're here for you in this weird sense, but it's not you. It's you participating in the body of Christ. So it goes back to Christ. Right. So let me
0: just interject real quick. If you, if you look at the word fellowship, and you can correct me because you're smarter than I am. But when you, when you look at the breakdown of the word, um, it actually means participatory contribution. Mm. Interestingly. Yeah. So it's not just like, Hey, let's get together and rub elbows, chills and mills, Right. Um, it's to, to be in community and mm-hmm. in that tribal sense that we just spoke of and to be in fellowship is that
2: there you're participating and you're contributing. Right. But, We've got to understand not everyone comes in ready to participate. Right. Just like my kids when they came home from the hospital were kind of worthless to the family structure. <laughs> right. I they I in mean In some ways they challenged it oh uh, health and source yeah. to stability. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, source to sink. Yeah, exactly. Um, they took over my life by somehow not contributing to it at all. Um and sometimes people come in and they need that body in order to mature them ephesians four that you may grow up into mature manhood um in the body of christ um so yeah we 're not expecting people to come in in you can participate in the fellowship, right. but you may not right off the bat be a contributing member yeah. Yeah. right yeah um, so that 's that 's the first thing. I would like second thing I go to another passage um first Peter as you come to him as you come to Christ the living stone right living stone rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him you also like living stones who's our living stone Christ. Christ you also like living stones are being built up into a spiritual house to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ mm-hmm. you see we keep coming back to Jesus yeah um, but I want them to understand that the gathering point is not the church right they are the church together yet at the same time you cannot be apart from the ecclesia the gathering of the Christians it's like a brick Without a building, a brick without a building mm-hmm. is worthless. You need the other bricks to make the value right. of the single brick. The full, of,
0: the fullness of the potential right. of the brick is found in the presence of other bricks. <laughs> Absolutely. So the fullness of the potential of
2: the Christian is found in the presence of other Christians. And we become, we become the abode of God. <sighs> of the potential. Yeah. Damn. Yes. We become a spiritual house. We become the abode of God. Mm. Um, mm. And that—that that is the essential nature of the church. Yeah. I have a high theology of the church, mm-hmm. not a high—not a high theology of a church. The, the church, the church, the church. Yes. Yeah,
0: Christopher, what do you want for people when they Paying come to the sun. gathering?
3: You know, that's 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 a question that I've wrestled with. Um, I was
0: gonna say you should probably have an answer being a church planner. yeah, <laughs> I
3: should right. I think that's on the first page of the handbook. you know my my hope I have a few. I think my basic hope is 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 to the non-believer that walks in looking for hope that they would find a a welcoming community that does not just welcome with smiles but welcomes um welcomes with action um and and is willing to interject themselves into the life of someone else who does not believe the same way as them. And and, and for the Christian, the the people in our, in in our gathering to not stop just because they go, no, I don't believe that way or I'm, I'm a little bit different, but to really, truly care about the, about this person who's searching for answers and and to be there for them. So that, so that's to the non-believer.
0: So, yeah. So that answer in and of itself doesn't happen Primarily in the gathering,
3: no, right, no, it it, so, it, it doesn't. But it, I believe that it can. I believe it can start. In the gathering, yeah. and and it doesn't, and it doesn't by any means finish in the gathering, and it does not even finish within a week or maybe a month. Who knows? I, but my hope would be is that if somebody could come, would be able to come, God led them to our our place of worship when we are meeting, where we are singing, when where we are, you know, listening, hopefully caring and loving one another in this limited time period that we have. That they would see that expression of love and go, man, there's got to be something that's there that that the presence of God would be felt that he would be it would be noticeable that he would dwell among us while we gather his people i mean he, he is in us so that i mean that should be felt if 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 he is in us and we are in him that should be something that is felt and to the believer that they could come be encouraged and encourage one another mm. to to then go out that would be right
0: so yeah help build each other up oh um spur each other on for the good works that Christ has put in your you know and Predestined so, in Christ, to, yes. To do, so yeah.
3: that's what that's what I would say. My hope would be yeah. when somebody comes to okay. us, and, and obviously that building up can take place right. in in a few different forms.
0: So I'm actually going somewhere with this. I actually thought really? a couple. I thought a couple of times ahead. Yeah, like, I read your, like you your, your cue card that you gave me. <laughs> um, yeah, Did right. I do good? <laughs> uh, the applause light is on now. Everybody, clap! 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 Uh, clap! Clap! clap. Um, so the reason I'm asking this is because so we've already kind of touched on community. And then I asked you this question. And so is this, is this statement true that one of the main things that a gathering accomplishes that a Christian essentially can't experience outside of coming around other Christians is, is community. So, so let me, maybe that didn't make sense, but let me rephrase this. So, People can encourage others to be on mission outside of a Sunday morning service. Yes. Right. Yes. And so people can hear scripture outside of service. People can pray outside of service. People can take communion outside of service. People can worship outside of service. So what does the gathering of the body accomplish that
2: we can't do on our own outside of a service? Like what does the service accomplish? It defines the body. There is no body apart from the gathering. Um, that's like saying, um, that's like going into a cadaver lab and saying, well, I've got a, I've got a vat full of severed hands over there and a freezer full of heads over there. Chill out, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't eat them. Um, but, uh, that you know of, but, um, uh, but no, I, there, there is no body if we're just a bunch of severed parts. Right. Um, and there's no life there. And so, the gathering brings purpose to it, and it defines purpose for your life. A severed hand or a severed appendage—this um, is gruesome. To, yeah, anthropomorphize, right? Um, we're going to give—we're going to give these severed body parts um, a mind of their own. Um, uh-huh. A hand—a hand by itself is going to say. What what am I supposed to do? What am I good for? Right. What part do I have? Right. You see, the hand makes no sense if it's not attached to the body. Mm-hmm. And so the body itself gives purpose, not just right. in the gathering, but gives purpose to right. life.
0: But it's also the responsibility of, of us to make that known mm-hmm. to those who come to the gathering. Yes. And so are we missing it if we're not essentially teaching or exemplifying that
2: yeah Uh, Yeah. oh sorry go ahead
3: well no the, the question that's coming to mind then if 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 the gathering cannot exist without us multiple us as multiple believers being present then has the way that we've structured the gathering is there is there something that is missing there have we structured in a way to where this opportunity because that's what it is that we are all getting together we are taking time away from you know our jobs our family all of these things and, and coming together are we seizing that opportunity and is it being used well and is is a message and singing and in five to ten minutes depending how long you want to stay before or after accomplishing what we want it to it, it truly isn't a, a question that that i want to throw out there you know
2: Personally, I and I know it's a bit of a personal hobby horse of where I am right now, but I don't think we can av- we can go any further in this conversation without talking about Ephesians four, um, the what we would call uh, the APESS model yeah. that God gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers—a fivefold ministry um, for the building up of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Yes, and and for ultimately for maturity, maturity and Christ. Yeah. Right. Um, and so this is this is part of what we're talking about, because um, all of the rest of it makes no sense apart from that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and individually, our participation in it makes no sense apart from that. It's almost
3: like a group of people that are getting together. And when they when you don't know your role, how can you accomplish what, you know, right. your role and what you've been gifted in to do? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So so I think that. Some of the language that I use in in my network of of brothers and sisters in Christ, and specifically within Disciple Nations, mm-hmm. is the the phrase equipping ministry. And so, we actually did a podcast episode on the Disciple Nations podcast on equipping ministry. But it's you know, I think that the the so we talk about it in this in the sense of wine and wine skins. Essentially the wine skin can look the same with the wine being different. So the wine skin can all look the same but the wine inside is different. So the heart behind the gathering can be right even if the gathering looks like a gathering where uh the heart is wrong. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And and I'm not here to judge right. wrong or right hearts but but so concerning equipping ministry so like our our statement at the source is we, we are a discipling and equipping ministry, embracing our roles and our calls as we partner in unity with the body of Christ in our city, and our world. And, and so I'm not saying that we're fully living that out yet, but the Lord gave us vision and gave us heart for that, that we want to disciple, we want to equip, we want to send, we want to resource, um, and we want to embrace our roles and our calls in the body and and then partner in unity with the body of Christ, essentially. And so we still have a similar wineskin, so to speak, where we come in, we sing, uh, we do communion, we sing songs, we give a word, we pray, and then we disperse. But it's with the intention that everything thats that we're doing, and even when I seek the Lord about what I should talk about, uh, I feel our, our words... That help equip or focus people specifically on their role and their identity in Christ. And so, even though it looks like any other typical
2: Sunday morning gathering. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I Especially using the the verses you're using, I a caution is screaming at me of don't put new wine in old wineskins. Um, Interesting. Because it's going to burst. That was kind right. of Jesus's point. Yeah. Um, is, is the new wine needs to go in new wine skin. Um, and so, so there needs to be a caution there with that because, um, because if we want to hang on always to what is most comfortable for us while still, still doing something dramatically new, what we're going to find is we may be setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, find, I find a great wisdom in, uh, it's an extended quote that I'm, I'm condensing, but Yaroslav Pelikan, what a great name, uh, once, <laughs> once talked about the difference between tradition and traditionalism, um, thinking about wineskins, and thinking about the structure of our gatherings, uh, what we would term churches, um he he made the comment that tradition tradition is a good thing. He says tradition is the living faith of the dead whereas traditionalism Dang. is the dead faith of the living. Dang. Yeah, that's deep. And uh and sweet
0: name, sweet quote. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yaroslav uh, Yaroslav with a J. Yaroslav pelican.
0: pelican. Like pelican but pelican with a K. Dang, yeah. man. Say that one more time, so we can yeah. wrap our minds around that.
2: Tradition is the li- is the excuse, I've got to get it right. Yeah. Tradition is the living faith of the dead, whereas traditionalism is the dead faith of the living. Let me give you an example. Living faith of the dead means that. Remember the old hymn. Maybe this is old wine and old wineskins. The old <laughs> hymn, "Faith of Our Fathers," living still. Um, I think I remember that that one uh, it, it's that idea it's it's the faith that they've invested is now an active part of my expression, mm. not just what I'm doing, but it's it's fundamentally alive in me, and it gives me a connection not just to the the community of faith that I see. But the larger community, um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse one, uh, for you are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses as these tradition gives us a connection to the, the forever church, um, traditionalism, the living faith or the dead faith of the living. living. Um, so that is, we've forgotten why we do what we do. Well, we just do it. We just do it. And, um, Um, I'm looking around this table and I'm guessing I'm the only one who can sing songs from Fiddler on the Roof. Um, I'm guessing. (laughs) Most likely. Most likely. Okay. So the fundamental question from Fiddler on the Roof is why is the Fiddler fiddling on the roof? Because he always has. Hmm. It makes no sense. He shouldn't be up there. He's going to break his neck. (laughs) But why is he up there? Because he always has. Yeah. It's tradition. Right.
0: Oh yeah. So we this is we do it this we we do it this way because this is the way it's we've always done it. Right. Is the statement.
2: Yeah, but it's 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 uh, but it's more. It's not just a rut. It's not just a routine. It is morbid. It is it, it is death in us. It's dead faith, and um, and it it becomes a decay. Mm. Um, so. So,
0: how do you remedy that, or what mm-hmm. what and i so how do you remedy that or answer this question then, because we keep going back to community mm-hmm. and mission and equipping mm-hmm. um in this conversation, and so what is the fullness of the expression of christ centered missional community, what happens to people and it's Christ in us. Yeah.
2: Um, the remedy for this, we, we talk often about the spirit-filled life without ever really talking about what that means. Um, but how do you come to life? There is no coming to life apart from the breath of God. So it's Christ in us. And sometimes we mix up ideas. We, we hear mission and we think church. Or we hear church and we think mission. Um, what is your church's mission? Or stupid things we say like that. Um, we've got to. We've got to start. We've got to start at the right spot. We don't start with the church. That's completely backwards. Yeah, the church yeah. is what is birthed. We don't, start, we don't start with the church. The church is the fruit. We start with Christ. Um, and, mm. and I did this on Sunday night with some of my folks because we have, we have traditional services. <laughs> yeah, they are
1: traditional. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah.
2: But um, um, I, I did this Sunday night. It's this idea that our Christology, how we view Jesus— Informs our missiology, how we view the mission, which informs our ecclesiology, which is how we structure the church. Mm -hmm. The problem is we have started with our ecclesiology, which is the structure or the institution, Mm. and we've said we need to reproduce this institution, which is a church plant.
0: Right.
2: And we've missed it. We've made the institution Christological, and so we've crammed Christ inside of the institution rather than the institution inside of Christ. Ah. So I, this, th- we need to understand this. This is essential. We are not church planners. We are gospel planners. Gosh, right. Right? Does that make sense? Because if we start there, the church will be birthed into right. the culture but if we start with the institution Dang. we're going to try to fit a square in a round peg uh, or a square peg in a round Around hole, hole. Man. you know um, yeah. and it's not going to work it's going to fail every time and it has been failing and by the grace of god because we do not want that to succeed exactly
1: we don't want that to happen i heard
2: yeah. i heard um, um Ellen hirsch um, an author I enjoy reading, and, and a guy, his lectures are phenomenal. Um, he's a midlife crisis on steroids. But, oh, my um, gosh. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, he he was talking about in the middle of Africa, um, he was speaking to a predominantly Lutheran um, assembly, and he says, why is it in the middle of Africa you go and you find these great Gothic cathedrals? And I never thought of this. He says, the middle of Africa, you these great Gothic Lutheran cathedrals where it never snows (laughs) it had never dawned on me what is the point of the a-frame roof well it's to shed snow Mm. why are we building great gothic (laughs) cathedrals in the middle of africa uh because that's what the church looks like tradition yeah and and the church does not look like the cathedral the church looks like jesus Mm. now what does jesus look like in africa That, that informs the mission, which then gives birth to the church in Africa.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's a great question to ask. What does Jesus look like in Wichita? What does Jesus look like in Derby? What does Jesus look like in your context? Like versus. Yeah. Wow. We start with the message.
2: (laughs) It's, it's always the message.
0: Goodness gracious. Uh. Man. Have some thinking to do. Yeah, no, I'm I'm oh, processing. Got lots of <laughs> explaining there's, there's to do. Lot, there's a
3: lot going on. So I guess, but the one of the things that is going through my mind is is a question, and I, and I'd be curious to know what you guys think about this. And and I think we let's can just up- be
0: real. We want to know what Jeff has to say about it.
3: Well, don't. we get it, Fied. Jeff. We get Fied. it, Jeff. You know scripture, okay? Jeez.
2: <laughs> and I read books. <laughs> Yugoslav. I don't. Ha-
3: I don't have anyone I can quote with as good of a name as that. Well. Yes, that is a good one. So, so my question is, and I think this can be twofold to to the to the to the person who is a part of a body, the Christ follower who is a part of a gathering, and then to um, to God appointed leadership. I don't know. We'll just the pastors, you know, the pe- the people that are using their spiritual giftings. How can how can to the to the leader? And I'm just going to say pastor for like instead of. So we're just going to have that word pastor describe sure. all of it. So yep. how can the pastor? What what is the pastor's role in not creating an idol of the gathering, and then what is the believer's role in not in not making that an idol in their life?
0: Let Let me answer for the leader. Um,
3: I really just wanted Jeff to answer, but you know, <laughs> <Jets are laughs> dang <good>. it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, I, uncle, I'm a, sorry, Uncle. A Jason. guy
0: named Miroslav Flamingai, <laughs> He. Uh, <laughs> So, so for the leader, I, I, think, I think it starts with questions. And, and it's the same question that I asked you and it's the same question I asked you. Ask yourself, what do you truly want for people?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And first of all, it should what you want for people should be what God wants for people. Yes. And what you want for them should be is a, to essentially, I would say what I want for people is to, first of all, know God the Father. <laughs> to know Christ as Lord and God as Father and Holy Spirit as, you, you know, counsel and counselor and all the things that he is. Right. Yes. Um, but even more than that, I want people to understand their, their God-given destiny, their purpose. They've predestined in Christ for good works to live out on this earth, to to um, administer God's kingdom into earth as it is in heaven um to know the father to i mean it's all about knowing Christ to on that day Jesus will say yeah i know you come Amen. in right come and eat sit at wow. the sit at the wedding feast with me right like i want them to know the Recline living god with me <laughs> right exactly so and and so the, anyways that's my heart for people and so i would say what is your heart for people what do you desire for them and then from that how is your gathering time your service time Specifically geared in every way, shape, and form to help people f- find that or experience what you truly desire for them, because you know there was a time where really all i I just wanted people to come into a building like yes. hey, come to church, come to right. you know when we invite them to church, hey, you should come you know somebody says chris i'm having a man I'm having a really hard time." And you have every opportunity at that point in time to encourage them in the Lord, to pray for them, to build them up, to tell them how God loves them. Why don't and, you come
3: to church with me? Yeah,
0: man. You know what? You should I really would come love to church to do that, this... on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> like, hey, I, I'm, yeah, I, I, I am suffering from depression today, and it's Wednesday at two o'clock, and right? it's and it's winning. Why don't, winning. You, why don't yeah. you come to church mm-hmm. on Sunday at eleven a.m.? I'm sure God's you know? got an
1: answer for you.
0: We actually have two services, so if you'd like to volunteer the first one and attend the second one, that'd be great. Right, and so I, I, I'm saying this because it's what we do. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, so that's what I would say to the leader: What is your heart for people, and how is your your gathering and everything about it geared towards leading people in that direction? And
2: it, then for the attender, go ahead. Oh, and I was also going to say, and to the leader, and this speaks directly to our culture, and it's, I hope it's eminently practical our pastors need to quit creating celebrity pastorships. We have too many celebrity preachers um, in our cultures. And then the expectation is what we're going to do is we're going to emulate the, the model for celebrity preachers. Which and,
3: is not sustainable nor healthy for any no, human being.
2: And, and what it is, is it's consumerism. Um, it's idolatry. The idolatry of Sunday morning oftentimes has started in the pulpit. With the idolatry of the pastor. Of the pastor, that the pastor is creating. I'm the golden cow. Mm-hmm. Ooh.
3: Wow. You know, I'm reminded of of Israel, you know, wanting a king and, and then them getting a king. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, that's, took, where, that's where that's my remember, you get I remember
2: mm-hmm. a, uh, a, one of my classes years ago, I had a, an Orthodox priest come. And to uh, visit the class, and he was in full regalia—you know, the whole Jedi robe and everything. Yes. And uh, and uh, someone said asked a question about his That's the fun denomination. <laughs> no, no, no. We put the fun back pa- in fundamental. Pastor cosplay. <laughs> but uh, um, but someone asked him, and I remember it stuck out in my head. They said, so it, it was a question about his icons, uh, the icons that they they hold up and. And look to and um, and he says, well, let me ask you about your icons. And he says, we have. Ooh. He says, well, we have no icons. You know, we're we're Protestant. We're whatever. And he says, how about the jumbotron with your preacher's face on there? Um, and uh, whoo. Um, and and Chill we do out, that. Jedi. But you you think about this in terms of the way we've structured churches too. We have our mother church and we have our satellite churches our campuses our whatever and what we're doing is we're calling people pastors but we're really putting our celebrity on the screen
0: mm. um
2: one of uh one of the jason and i have had many conversations about this topic ooh, it's a tough one and one of the pastors that i admire greatly admired and still do admire um I heard him preach it, for me it was a moment right I, I like the moment and it was a moment um, and his church in Seattle ended up crumbling because um, because it was built upon him and in a sense he the church outgrew his leadership style and when the church outgrew his leadership style there was no leader and the whole thing fell apart
3: right um,
2: it, it's idolatry mm
3: that's rough and, and you know I, I gosh i I do think there's a responsibility that that each each person that is is speaking in in whatever whatever context it is they they do have a responsibility, but man to the to the attender to the christ follower to the what whoever whoever you want to call it, do not make an idol of your pastor mm-hmm. because it absolutely you know can people can put these. People want a king. People want a pastor, right. and people want this person that they can look to and 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 they place them on this pedestal to where you know they're they're trying, they're wrestling and struggling with things in their own life. They're daily repenting and going to God, uh, hopefully for things in their life, and and yet they've been put on this pedestal way up here.
0: With stepping into full time ministry and pastoring a church plant, I was not ready for the amount of expectation that was placed on me as a pastor
2: because I was the guy up front you're the lucky rabbit's foot right your prayers seem to matter more your your words are going to save you know this marriage your your ideas are going to change right man it it's it's not like that yeah
3: yeah and and, and i think in a healthy in a healthy body you, you have not only the uh the pastor pastoring but the people pastoring right. and and the care that is taking place in shepherding if that is within i think we we all to some they're gifted in that but i think we all have a level of shepherding that we we are responsible for we're not we're not uh immune from doing that
2: no there's no part of a pest that that um disallows or prevents you from participating in every part of apest it's that you are especially gifted in certain areas and sometimes you do other areas because you need to do it right Um, but uh um yeah the uh i see this a lot i see the platform in particular the platform work in particular as as um, propagating the idolatry of Sunday morning, mm. our platform work and and don't get me wrong, I want a well orchestrated Sunday service. I do, right? Yeah, because I don't want there to be distractions right. that I could have prevented that are going to keep people from um, that are going to prevent the atmosphere from becoming conducive to worship, but. Um, but the overproduction of everything
3: uh, man. It's the american way i mean it can yes. it can in some ways be distract i mean it can distract mm-hmm. instead of instead of lead you to to god in that moment or
2: worse yet entertain mm. right yeah. and
3: misleading it's yeah. misleading
2: and and this isn't against large church this isn't i uh, yeah i i like big churches i listen to the pastors they have great resources they put out phenomenal um, phenomenal materials I read the books um, so this isn't against that but this is a comment to the culture in which we're dwelling that that the church culture is not to look like the world it's to change the world right And in order to change it you do have to look different you don't change the world by looking the same as it
1: <laughs> am I am I I have a question am I even saved is what I want to know first of all I don't know what I'm. Most doing of it. Scripture says you are being saved. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, Jeff, owned. We get it. You, you know Scripture. Well, if,
0: if, if <laughs> no, you're not saved. If if you'll go to church this Sunday, <laughs> yeah, then you should. Uh, yeah, you'll there find might be the an answer. opportunity for you to give your life to the Lord. There, you know, I th-
3: I think I think if I had to give my response to the to the Christ follower to the to the untapped believer in the sense that they are living their life, uh, their their life in Christ only in one specific location. It would be um, to know that there exists more, there is more to the Christian life than just the gathering. Mm. The gathering is good, and and there is, there is a lot that can happen there, but there is so much more. And
1: that so much more is you have something to offer, first a, of all. You know what I mean? Like you have purpose. a purpose. You have something that nobody else has because you are a reflection of god and he has distributed in each man a little facet of himself and we know god that he he can never be understood because he's so so we have all these facets sitting in different people that these gifts these roles these purposes that nobody else can fulfill but you but it is meant to be fulfilled it is destiny yes, yes. and that's meant for the body of christ
3: absolutely Absolutely, and I, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. And, and that takes place a lot of times. Maybe that is within the context of, of you being in church leadership. Maybe it's not, and maybe it's with, with you going in and, and changing the world of one within your work, you know, your workplace or wherever you're at, and however God sees fit to use you in whatever area that you're in. Um, so that's that. That would be my the first thing that I would say. And then the second thing that I would say is is Intimacy with the Father can exist anywhere, anywhere and yeah. and it is so powerful when you can grasp the concept and you have that realization. I, Jason, I can't even imagine the freedom that you felt when you realized that it didn't have to take place as a teenager. You know, you didn't just have to go to youth group; that there was this intimacy exists outside of that, and it's oh, an I, ongoing relationship. I'll use this
0: statement: I started having church in my car, <laughs> mm-hmm. turning on worship, yeah. praying. I mean, yeah. It's all of all of the all of the or most of the things that happen in a gathering you can experience on your own, but it's it's the gathering again, like you said, that defines the body yeah. coming together and the community that you find from that that you can't find
2: on your own. Community right. begins with Trinity, um, yeah. so it yep. is it is community with 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 the father through the son enveloped by the spirit mm-hmm. we are in community first yeah. there i right. in you
1: you in me right. we in the father i mean it's a reciprocating thing and i've been thinking about this too because i like just in and out and in and out and in and out through and through you in them them in you housed in you you housed in them it's like a it's like it's a this mm-hmm. giving you've entered into the trinity you know what i mean like and the, but the trinity also has entered into you it's like this and i've been con- contemplating this for dude it's it's mind boggling i can't i can't wrap my mind around it but like just in you mm. you and me me and i mean it's just a giving
3: giving 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 giving
0: so the purpose of this podcast is not to tell you don't go to church on sunday morning
3: <laughs> no, no, not not by any means. No, if I, do you want service times? <laughs> we we got three different ones. You, we can throw them we out have right here.
0: Traditional worship. We
1: have contemporary worship. We got hymnals. We've got. I mean, everything. Oh, we it, got the it, whole it all, gambit. baby.
3: My, my hope would be, and then I think my hope really in kicking out this topic would be that, that people would realize, you know, both leader, because I, I love being able to listen to a podcast and, and as a leader walk away with something for God really to speak to me in some way. So if you're a leader, my hope would be that you would reflect upon your heart and, and ask God, God, have I have I made an idol of the gathering? Have I made this something that you don't? Even want it to be, and and again to the Christian that they would walk away that just the Christ follower would go. Do I have unrealistic expectations on the gathering, Lord? Have I have I seen it as a holy of holies, and have I you know neglected intimacy yeah, man. with you?
1: Put your put your unrealistic expectations on God and see what He does with it, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Like I've had some serious unrealistic expectations, and man. Oh Dude, yeah, that's where he. That's where he comes in. <laughs> he puts it in check all day, every day. He straightens you yeah, out a little bit. I mean, yeah, man.
0: Yeah, I. I'll leave you guys with this. I had a just for the leader, um, when we started the source Wichita, and you know, we, we started off and there were quite a few people there were doing Sunday nights. And then all of a sudden it kind of started to dwindle down. And then it got to the point to where it was just a handful of us in a room. And I remember feeling like I had this amazing message. You know, I've I've done all the study. I've, I've prayed, I've got this outline and I'm thinking, gosh, this is going to be such an amazing sermon. And I remember praying and I was just saying, God, just send people through the doors. Like, I feel like people need to hear this. Like I just want as many people there. And then I stopped and I thought to myself, you know, and I said this to Jesus, essentially, I said, Jesus, you didn't find it pointless to keep to preach and teach kingdom truths to 12 men. Why should I? Mm-hmm. Right. Why? Why would I see that as invaluable? And so what happens is that in the leader's heart, we want to build the gathering because we want to preach to crowds. When Jesus did the hard work of teaching a few for three, he did both. Right. He did both, but he did both. He didn't just preach to crowds. He invested his life in a handful of men. That's and leadership. if the Lord has put you in the context of investing into the lives of a few. Give them don't, all you got. Yeah, give them all you got. Don't idolize it. building that gathering. Mm-hmm. Build the men, right? Yeah. Dang. PTL, praise Damn. the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, always a pleasure, brother. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. You're welcome back as often Anytime. as you like. Christopher, we'll email you. Dude.
3: Ouch. Ouch.
0: Oh. Don't call us. We'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think I, think it's I, not, I need to unsubscribe from my Patreon. It's not no, no, us, Chris. No, 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 it's you. No, 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 no. Don't it's do that. It's not us,
1: Chris. It's you.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. Thank you guys for being here. Love you all so much, Casey. Always good to see you, brother.
1: I mean, I didn't contribute nothing. I just, I, I just got
0: you. That was a double negative so actually you meant you did contribute that's what I meant to say I knew that that's what you meant I to know, say, I, I you're say that. And then yeah Yugoslav Pelican out <laughs> <laughs>